0: What's true today might not be true an hour, a day, or a month from now. I'm going to give you the truth straight. No chaser. Glad to have you aboard. Let's get it. Welcome to episode 43 of Jacques Talk. I hope you are prepared to be entertained and dazzled. That's right, dazzled for the next hour or so as me and Big Joe and the Big Rig break it all down for you about the Cowboys and some other things going on in the sports world that I know you'll find interesting. Uh, This is the holiday season. And so I would like to encourage you, if you want to know what's going on with Deion Sanders, you want a great Christmas gift, stocking stuffer, or you got somebody who's got a birthday in December, right here, this right here. Y'all need to go get it. It's called uh, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders and the Megan of Men. I spent a year with Deion at Jackson State. You want to know why he uh, coaches the way he does? This book will tell you. I was in the sideline, in the locker room, in meeting rooms. I was everywhere you could go at Jackson State and uh, put it all together and tell you everything you want to know about him as a coach and a man and it's a, uh, it's a riveting read yes I wrote it but it remains a riveting read I um, also want to tell you if you think you follow me on Twitter you don't my account got deleted we're going to talk about it one day because I'm still not quite sure how it all went down but it has got deleted so if you think you follow me you don't you can follow me at JJTJournalist I am Jean-Jacques Taylor and then Uh, I always like to tell you that um, if you're ever involved in an accident and it's not your fault, you've been injured, it's not your fault. What you need to do, and you're in trouble if you haven't done this already, because the number should be in your phone, is punch up 972-934-8900. That's the green team. Robert Greening and the green team, Greening Law. Tell them your situation. Here's my circumstance. What do you guys think? If they bring you on as a client, I'm telling you, it's been a great day for you. Really. Real talk. That's because they will walk you through the process because anytime you deal with somebody else's insurance company, it ain't no fair fight. Don't fool yourself into thinking that it is. And so you need to have somebody who ride with you. You need a corner man, a corner woman. You need somebody to tell you, hey, hold tight right here. Hit him with a jab. Let's go to the body. You need somebody to work with you, walk you through the process because it's long and it's tedious and it's intimidating. It's all those things. And you need somebody to hold your hand through it. They will do that for you. You need a doctor, they'll find one for you. You need a specialist. This is hurting. I haven't been, I don't feel right. They'll find that for you too. Why? Two reasons. Rest, renewal. Get your mind right, get your body right, get back to being who you were before you had this accident that wasn't your fault. So once again, 972-934-8900 is the number. If you're involved in an accident and you're not at the crib, let the green team help you, all right? Do that. Now, understand, you ain't got to take your boy's word for nothing. You can go to GreeningLaw.com. See for yourself the work that Robert Greening and the Green Team are doing in the community. See, listening to some clients that he's had tell you why you should trust them with your situation. This is, uh, uh, you know what, let's uh, let's start today's show with a bang. Let's get uh, Clarence E Hill Jr. from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram on the line. And the E stands for?
1: Every day he got beef.
0: <laughs> yeah, he do. Matter of fact, I'm going to hit him with that when he, when he get on the show today. Where you
2: at? Uh, can y'all hear me?
0: Yes, sir. What's going on, bro? How
2: are y'all doing today? It's fantastic, man.
0: Uh, this is, <laughs> We're joined by Clarence E. Hill, Jr. of the Fort Worth Stop Telegram. Send it to you each and every Friday by Smoky John's Barbecue and y'all know the East stands for what, Coach Harfield?
1: Every day he got beef. <laughs> <laughs> every day. That man wake up every day. He angry I mean, at no breakfast.
2: Beef. Hey, no beef, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, no beef. No beef. We,
1: oh, i will be disappointed if you ain't got no. No, we no. We're gonna start no, with
0: no. this man. Cam Newton says Dak Prescott is a game manager. True or false?
2: You know, that's not an easy question to answer because it, it makes people want to take shots at Cam just with everybody across. You know, you know it, it's funny that everybody got opinions on the quarterback position. Everybody. Now, Cam, now, now everybody. Everybody. Everybody, they dog. Michael Parsons. Everybody got an opinion on the quarterback, who should be who's doing well. Cam Newton offers his opinion, and people lose their mind. He's a former Super Bowl MVP. I don't agree with his, his opinion uh, that Dak has been a manager because I, I Dak does a lot of a lot of scrimmage. I mean lots a lot of scrimmage that people don't know from a, from manipulating to block to us blocking schemes, uh, to calling plays. He's always had a lot of controls, a lot of scrimmage. I, I've always pushed back on that that he was a manager. He's certainly not been a manager this year, uh, with the way this offense is rolling. But Cam is entitled to his opinion.
0: All right. Um, what is a game manager? Because you know, I, I mean, I don't. I think the problem is we think uh, game manager has been given a negative connotation, and it's really, it really shouldn't be. Because if you're talking about, hey, if you're not a game manager, then for you to be good, you need to be Superman. Well, real talk. How many quarterbacks are Superman in the league today? There's Patrick Mahomes and who? I mean, you might could say Josh yeah. Allen. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, you, you you could definitely say Josh Allen, and and, and and I think that Josh Allen probably needs to be more of a game manager. time. no, <laughs> <So, laughs> nah, that's what that, I'm saying. That that that, that causes some Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I I think that you know people lose their mind of a game manager because it means that you're not, you know, that 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 you're number one. It's probably a to being a system quarterback, or that they're doing things for you your your job is to not lose games, kind of. When the Baltimore Ravens won.
1: Yep, true. You know, and, and,
2: yep. And, and Trent Differ, yep. your job is we got this great defense. Your job is to not blow the game. Don't make mistakes and lose the game. And uh, I think that's the kind of Jeff Hosteller. Yeah. And mm-hmm. those it knows he's you going way back. They they going way back. He got yep. folks to about Hostella. They go way, way back. They probably don't know nothing about uh, Trent Different. But yeah, you are looking at quarterbacks who main job is to not lose the game, not make a critical mistake and and then let your running game, your defense take over. I think that's the connotation that most people have with game matters. But that's just not how the game is played anymore because, you know, this this is an offensive league. You got to score points to win, you know, and, and I think the Cowboys is a perfect example because I, I do believe that Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys came into the season saying, we're going to win this team with our defense. We're going to run the ball and win this game with our defense. And our job is to limit mistakes on offense. I think that you look at the first five games and that's what they were trying to get Dak to do. Let's be honest, to be a game manager, you know, and 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 and, and not make the critical mistake. And then they decided for the Cowboys to win, we got to cut Dak loose. And and, they were, and those were Mike McCarthy's words. We cut Dak loose. What's the difference with offense? Since the 49ers, he said, we cut Dak loose. You know, and you see the way they're playing the game. And the dirty little secret right now, at least before last week, was, the reason the Cowboys were winning, it, it was because of the offense, not the defense. You know, it wasn't because it was because of what they were doing on offense, especially punctuated by what we saw in that salary game. It was the offense that won that game. You know, last was. week was certainly last week certainly against the Eagles it was a compliment in the game and the Eagles and the defense had one of his dominant games. We haven't seen since early in the season. But you know, right now this is a complimentary football team that that has playmakers on both sides of the ball. But the offense and Dak Prescott, as Jared Jones would say, if the Cowboys hit the Super Bowl, it's because it's the offense of Dak Prescott, not because of defense.
0: True that. True that. Well, so Cam, how do you? Cam is
1: trying to get clicks, man. He he interviewing any and everybody on that show. He doing his job because we're talking about him right now. He's doing his job. That's what he's doing. He's trying to. He got Charleston White. He got the other. He got a lot of a <laughs> lot of people on his show. And when he said that about Dak, I saw that clip before you even talked about it, and uh, I thought, man, you you crazy.
2: No, no, no doubt. He's trying to get clicks. He's trying to get eyes on the show. But so is First Take.
1: Yeah, you know, so, yeah, is, so is undisputed. Everybody.
2: Yeah, that's 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 what they do. That's their job. I mean, nobody even watches undisputed. The only time we see stuff undisputed is when they say something crazy and they put it on Twitter. Then we react to what they do on Twitter. Yep. no one. I mean, I you know, no one watches those shows like that. Uh, but but that's their job. I mean, that, that's what they're trying to the guy trying to get people to talk about it. And it's funny because I remember the, those shows. You know, certainly First Take went after. Ah, Cam Newton yesterday. And I remember early this evening it was first take. It was taking unfair shots at Dak. You know what I called about him, <laughs> oh, and they man. and they came and they came after me. You know, so you know, so yeah. it, it, it is it is it, it it's, it's, it's the game right now. that, that is the game. But sadly, that's not what journalism is. I mean, I, that's that's the sad part is that, that 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 journalism and and these shows have become nothing but hot takes and opinions. And what I hate the most, and that's another thing I rail against, is that you can have legitimate criticism, but you ain't got to call nobody trash and ass. Ain't nobody, and especially former players who know how hard it is to get in this league and stay in this league. You can have your opinion whether Dak is special or not. You can have your opinion whether he's elite or not. And I'm even talking about I'm talking before this run. but to sit up here and try to call him ass or trash—that's that's just that's just crazy. That's ludicrous to me that a former player would say because you don't. Starting this league and playing this league to be as a trash, and we know a lot of quote unquote as a trash quarterbacks that have played this league, and Dak is even close to them.
0: No, I, I think my issue with most of it is it's just disingenuous. Like I don't, I don't believe that you believe half of what people say. They just what we're talking about, which is what can I? I think they go in saying what can I say to generate the most controversy, the most reaction, and here's what I here's what I do. I don't think that they believe it. Um, you know, to any degree that they portray it. Because if they did, it just wouldn't make sense. And so uh, I, I give them more credit than that.
2: Now, I, listen, I, I've had another conversation. I've tweeted this. I've said this. Just because a guy played the league don't mean we got to listen to what he got to say. You know, there's too many times <laughs> they always they always, they, they always hit us with, well, you never played the game. You never played the game. How you know? Well, I know plenty of guys that played the game don't know what the hell they're talking about. And they exhibit it every day on social media on these shows. They don't know what the hell they talking about. Just because you played the game, don't mean you know everything about the game. You know, no, and some, like, of really, some, some of them really believe their takes now. I'm, I'm just telling you, they really believe their takes. Some of them dug in and really believe their takes.
0: Well, I used to tell people the same thing. But I would take it further. Like, do I got to be a chef to know whether this food is good? Do I got to be an exactly. actor to know whether this movie is good?
2: No, I don't. No. Um, and, and, and everybody criticized the president. They ain't never been in politics. <laughs> you know, we all got to figure out know, how the, the country's run, how the mayor run. They ain't never been in politics. What's the difference?
0: No, exactly. You know? So, you know, and I try to tell people, uh, you know, the difference between my opinion and some other people is mine is informed. But there are people who have more informed opinions than me. Like right now, Clarence has a more informed opinion than me. Uh, doesn't mean he's always right, but his opinion is more informed, so I have a respect for it, even if I disagree with it. And so that's just how it goes down, or that's how it should go down. But some of these people, no, man, should, that,
2: that's how should, that's how it should go down. And I, you know, like I said, I I, I just don't like it, it's like this. I, I you know, and I'm not a Skip Bayless fan at all and, and supporter. But it, it it was like when a few weeks ago, Skip Bayless and and, and Richard Summer have this debate about. The hip drop tackle. And and Richard Sherman, you know, obviously a defender who, who thinks, you know, there's nothing wrong with the tackle. And he would not even listen to Skip Bayless on this hip, tra- hip drop tackle because he didn't play the game. Okay? It doesn't matter whether he played the game. The fact that the NFL is looking at it, you know, yeah. you don't have to be a player to know that the NFL is looking at it trying to to rule it, rule it out the game to have a discussion on whether it's you know, it's 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 good for the league or not. It's good for the game or not. The NFL thinks that way. But he just shut Skip down and wouldn't even talk to disrespect because you didn't play the game. You don't know what it means to be out there. You don't know what it means to tackle. That's not the point.
1: I think it's a balance in there somewhere. I do. Because yeah. if you if you play this game and you put in time in this game, you know certain things. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's like this. If I'm talking to a guy that played basketball, that seriously played basketball, I'm a football player. I'm going to defer to him. On certain things, on the technical aspects of the game, but you do, does he know, like, like if me, if we all talking, there's certain aspects of this game, I'm, the technical, aspect, technical aspects of this game that I'm gonna, that I'm gonna think about, but do y'all know more about the Cowboys than me? Hell yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's a balance in there somewhere.
2: No, there should be balance, but I think also should be a respect. Just listen to them. Let me talk. Oh yeah, because, I respect. You know, yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. There yeah. should be a respect in the conversations because that don't get clicks and that don't get people talking. Oh, right, they going off right. doing this. But I'm just saying, just it's it's, it's a balance. It. You played the game, but it's also the business of the game that you're not even considering. Right. The game is evolving. The game is changing. A lot of the way they played years ago, you know, they don't. You can't play that way now. Okay, so what do you think? You, you gotta do that's 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 a legitimate football player. Well, well Spearing was a legitimate football player at one time. Yes, a lot, a lot of, yeah. So was the hip and
1: everything he did he say yeah. the did he say the hip drop tackle was okay? Yes. Oh no, yes. no I would yes, say no. Any anything that injures a guy like that regularly, like, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that regularly yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's not <laughs> no good. I watched a guy yeah. roll my son up in college and I wanted to jump out the stands and whoop his ass. You know, no, because it's, it's, he he, you know how to line back linebacker tackle somebody and then roll. Yeah, no, yeah. they
2: can do all. Of it, they roll their leg up. Yeah, it's just, like, it's just like the it's just like the horse collar, you know, mm-hmm. with our friend Roy uh, uh, Roy Williams, you know, which yeah. was a legitimate play one time, and it's no longer a legitimate play. So you know, just open your mind and don't be so quick that, Well, you didn't play the game, so you don't yeah. understand. That's what yeah. you got to do. No, that's that's not part of the conversation anymore. The league, And, of course, this week the league, you know, came out publicly and said, we're getting the hit drop tackle out of the game. It won't be in the game next year. No. You know, Troy Vincent, who played in the game, you know, you was know, help, help, you know, part of the NFL executives. You know, they in Dallas this week, and he said it's going to be out of the game. And Roger Goodell, the commissioner, said the same thing yesterday.
0: Uh, as we move on to uh, Buffalo and Dallas this week, how do you see the game playing out?
2: Well, number one, let's let give a hand to to the weatherman in Buffalo. It won't <laughs> be one degree, which is great for us as travelers and great for the cabin. You know, I'm it's great, be like I'm great 40s. for me
0: because I'm going to be in the stands watching.
2: That's what I'm saying. I, you know, I said it's that's you know it's, it's going to be in the 40s, which is, is you know balmy for Buffalo at this time of <laughs> year, and you don't have to you don't have to worry, but you don't have to deal with the weather, you know. And so you know, McCarthy laughed about that. You know, on Wednesday, you know, you, you think of Buffalo, you think it's going to be one degree, you got to deal with all of that. And, and so you don't have to deal with that. So uh, this is just another one of those those post games for the Cowboys. Right. You know, they proved they can win at home. Right. They proved they could be the winning team at home. Now you got to prove that you can play well on the road. These are things that, that you have to prove if you want to take this road to the playoffs, because, you know, at least as of now, the Cowboys will be the second uh, Place team in the NFC East and likely have to go on the road and win some road games to get to the Super Bowl, but it's a big game. And then we we talked all about this this final stretch, you know, starting with Seattle and you know at home and, and and you know and then the Eagles playing two straight teams with winning records at home, and then you got two straight teams, Buffalo and Miami with winning records on the road before you you know come back home and play uh, a Detroit Lions team that's that's going to be in the playoffs and then end the season with Miami, but. These are all playoff type games, playoff type atmospheres. Uh you know, as Michael McCarthy say, Iron Sharp and Zion, these are games that they get you ready for for the run you're about to go on. And so this is a big game. Buffalo is not the team that we thought they were at the start of the season, but they're a talented team. They're in the playoff run. They're they're a certainly um a, a, a desperate team that, that needs to win. Uh and they're tough at home.
0: Yeah, and so that that brings the question. Um uh, is this a game that the offense needs to win or the defense needs to
2: win? Oh, I, I think it's going to be a challenge for the defense, with that quarterback, for sure. You know, and, 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 and you know, uh, he, he he's a load uh, as a runner, a load as, as, you know, certainly a passer uh, with that receiving core. Uh, but, but, again, I, I, I think it's, 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 it's both sides. I mean, you, you can't win one or the other. You need, you know, you need to be productive uh, offensively, and, and you see in, in the good news, again, is that it won't be crazy whether you have to worry about little to win, but it don't look like it's going to be a big win issue. The kicker, one you know, who has the greatest kicking story ever for per- <laughs> for per- first person. Seriously, I mean, no one ever has entered the league and made 30 straight field goals. You know, and, and this guy's done it as a rookie, and former soccer player, you know, but a lot of those kicks have been indoors. A lot of those kicks have been in good win, uh, field position. I mean, a good condition, excuse me, uh, good atmospheres. Well, this is a whole different animal up in Buffalo. And, and and how will he handle that? And will they, you know, you know, at the, in the Eagles game, they had to start making those kicks and he made a 60 yard, a 59 yarder. First player in NFL history to make two kicks of 59 plus. Uh, certainly not going to be trying those type of field goals in Buffalo, but, you know, it's a challenge for him. So uh, I, I think it's a challenge on all three phases.
0: Um, when you look at the Cowboys this week, uh, offensively, um, who's who's the uh, X factor this week? You think
2: it, it, it's the running game? I, I think it's the running game. You, 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 these are the type of role games, and I think it's the the good news that we saw at the Eagles is they basically ran Tony Pollard and Rico Dowdle in tandem. It was yep. a very much a, a I, I've never seen them interchangeably. They use them interchangeably more than they've ever had all season. And that speaks to their trust in Rico Dotto and, and what he's done. He's shown you all season that, that he can handle low. And, and, and so, you know, it, it, it was indiscriminate how they used both running backs. It wasn't Tony the lead back. I mean, they were just going in and out. And it's productive. You need to continue to be productive in the running game. especially on these road games. Like, it's this type of atmosphere. Uh to be successful. So look for the running game to continue. And it's, it has gotten better over the last few weeks. Just look at the running game, look at the numbers, look at what they've done. They've been very productive in running game. I think it's also attributed to how the offensive line has continued to gel together, you know, since the start of the season. Tyron Smith is on this no-practice plan. It's working wonderfully. He it hasn't throw back. Tyron Smith looking like one of the best offensive tackles of the game. Tyler Smith has continued to play great. You know that offensive line has is, is, is been a big reason why the running game is, is has improved so much.
0: All right, so uh, this is the time of the,
2: t- the show where you got to say who you got. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Does the winning streak stop, Jock? Does the winning streak stop?
0: Um, I mean, you know, I think uh, this is uh, this is really. I mean, there's a reason why this is a pick'em game. I think Buffalo's favored by a point and a half. Uh, right. What's, but, the, uh,
2: what's the- which to me says so the Cowboys be favored on neutral field. I mean, you you know you're supposed to get three True. points at home. You know, I and mean, the fact that Buffalo's favored by a point and a half that tells you that that most people think the Cowboys have had the better team and the Cowboys have actually been playing better. You know, mm-hmm. but you know this is this the week they stub their toe? Is this the week that it, the streak comes in? It's so like it's a desperate Buffalo team. But I'm gonna well, stick with the home team. I'm gonna stick with the Cowboys and I'm gonna you know go with Dak over Josh Allen. Surprise, right? <laughs> No,
0: ain't no, no surprise.
1: I
2: don't know if it's a surprise, but I think it's a uh, – Hell
1: no, ain't no surprise.
0: I think um, <laughs> I think this would be a really interesting game, and I think it would it would be tremendous for them if they could figure out a way to win, whether it's by one, it's by five, it's by 20, it don't matter. If you leave with a dub, this would be a really significant win because I look at the bigger picture, which is I thought you were stupid. Maybe stupid is not a good word to say. I thought you were – uh wow mentally unfit well, maybe that's a better word if you thought i'm talking about the collective view oh, if you okay. if you thought no, i wouldn't talk to chill like that oh, if you thought to me
1: like
0: that well we got a different <laughs> relationship How <we> uh, <laughs> if uh, if you thought philadelphia was gonna play dallas Kansas city buffalo san francisco and dallas and go five and zero, oh, you was just you was just you know just smoking something <laughs> um and three and two was really not a bad record for that stretch um, now, as I look at the Cowboys, I just think you're smoking something. If you think they're going to go Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit, and go four and zero, and so I think three and one would be outstanding. The question is, where do you get that third one? You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, like,
2: I agree, and I think that this is this is a challenge. I, mean, I, I think this is the game. I mean, this is you know everybody. You know, last week was a big challenge. It was one of those litmus test games, but this is also that. I mean, it's, this this is one of those games that just as important. Uh, to show what kind of medal this team has, now, certainly Miami is going to be a tough game in Miami with that offense. But going to Buffalo is just a, whole, is, is just a different animal to a certain extent. And Man. you, you, you win this one. You know, you're, you're really saying something about who you are and where you are. And I think that's one thing the w- way the Cowboys looking at it. Uh, and and, and I, I hear you with the with the with the the Eagles and 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 I, I didn't want to say it last week, and I've I, I, it's hard to criticize a ten to one team. Right. You know, it, it's hard to. But we all saw the Eagles and say they don't really look that good. They don't look dominant. They they won. They they we're gonna give them credit for winning games. We're gonna give give right. Jalen Hurts credit for for winning games in the fourth quarter. But Jalen Hurts don't look like Jalen Hurts of last year. This ten and one don't look like the ten and one of a year ago. Yeah, they got by Kansas City, and we live really like we see Kansas City is not who they we thought they were. And right. and and. and and some other games like that, but this don't look like ten and one of a year ago. The difference between the Cowboys in their stretch and the Eagles in that stretch is that the Cowboys are playing their best football. The Eagles weren't playing their best football. The Cowboys right. have looked like, and not just record but looked like on the field one of the best teams in the league. Eagles did not look like that. It looked more like the Vikings of a year ago, which right. where that ten and one was, was fool's goal, you know. Mm-hmm. And and, and to be honest, they just got exposed. Finally, got exposed and blow our loss for the past two weeks. But they haven't looked well for much of the season. That defense is one of worst in the league. That that offense is, is it certainly has no rhythm to it at all. So uh, I, I think it's, it's a different conversation. We're talking about the Cowboys navigating their schedule, and the Eagles navigating their schedule because of how the two teams are playing. But yes, these are tough roads to hope.
0: And I think uh, I think I think this Dallas team is different. I think they've evolved since San Francisco, and so I'm going to pick them. Uh, to win the game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But, you know, I talk to my dude about this all the time when he was a player. And we talk about it now when we watch games together. At some point, somebody got to go make a play if you're going to go win. And I think the Cowboys have more guys capable of making plays on either side of the ball than Buffalo at this particular time. And so I think somebody from the Cowboys will go make a play to help them win a the game uh, in the fourth quarter. I've got Dallas winning 38-35.
2: Yeah, it's, it's most likely be a high-scoring game, and, 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 and I see that. Yeah, when you talk about more players to make plays, I mean, with, with, to have Stefan Diggs in your back pocket, you know, everybody's been talking about Deron Bland, Deron Bland, Deron Bland. He he kind of gives up some plays against Seattle. And, hey, you know what? I got this former defensive player of the year, uh possible Hall of Fame candidate in my back pocket. Let him go stick – put him on your best receiver. And they put him on D.K. Metcalf. He did nothing – they you know they you know he's followed uh, AJ Brown all over the field. i do AJ Brown. ended up with 99 yards. A lot of it was you know in, in in when the cap was up by twenty and he forced a fumble. I mean <laughs> Steph- Stephon Gilmore is is, is is man. He's he's a dog and and it's funny because he is such a understated, low key guy. And, you know I was mad and he, you know and how does <laughs> what does mad look you know because you don't sound mad. You know I you know he put his play. And, and, you know, he's fiery inside. He's not fiery outside.
0: But he's right, fiery right.
2: inside. Yeah, When you, when you talk about, um, again, talk about the dogs and, and and players who are making plays, the Cowboys are finding players on defense. And even offense, you saw Michael Gallup, you know, kind of show back up and make the plays tonight. They, they got more than a one or two weapons. And really, that's been Buffalo's problem is they, they rely too much on digs. Or they rely too you know, they, they do not they rely too much on Josh Allen. They don't really have a right. a number of other guys who can step up and you talk about the injuries they've had on defense. So the Cowboys have more talent, they should win this game. Uh,
0: before we let you go, we always gotta check in with you a couple of nine uh Cowboy topics. Malik Murphy <laughs> entered the transfer portal. I figured he would. I didn't know if he I I don't think he he wanted to enter it now, but maybe circumstance didn't really give him a, an option. How did you see that?
2: No, he didn't want to enter it now. And but but again, it's it's the timing of the transfer portal, and it's the best thing for Malik Murphy. You know, the Texans would not be in the College Football Playoff. Malik Murphy hadn't won a couple of games for them. Whether you, no matter how you thought he played throughout those games, he did lead them to victory in those games, and, and and they would not be here. So they they give a lot of credit, a lot of thanks to Malik Murphy. He, he's a class act, good kid. And this is a situation, you know, you know, coming into the season, everybody thought Clint Ears would be have a great season and be headed to the pro. And, and right. then it's Malik and Arch Manning battling for number one. Well, that's not how things transpired. Yes, yeah, certainly, the Tech Quinn airs had a good year. He has Texas in the college football playoff, but because of injuries, because he really only started two years, he's decided I need to come back and get some more seasoning. So, and then that's Texas because you know, again you don't want to go into the SEC where start the new quarterback. You got a veteran quarterback going to the SEC. That's good for Texas. And, and 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 the best thing about it for Quinn Ayers is he needs to. I'm mean, not Quinn airs, but Malik Murphy needs to go somewhere and play now. And he can go and, and and with the portal and with the money they plan the portal, he can go get paid, go play, and get and start his process of getting ready for the pros. So it's, it's great for both sides. It's a business. College football is a business. You got to do what's best for you.
0: No, you absolutely, know, and, and uh, I do love the way Sark handled it because he said all the right things uh, as he should have. But so many coaches still be tripping. Uh, it's okay for me to get rid of you, but now you leave and I, I feel a certain kind of way. So I was uh, I was glad Sark handled it the way he did and said what he did. And then uh, no. the, uh, the final topic is, is always one of your favorite uh, subjects. How you see the high school football weekend going with uh, Duncanville, DeSoto, and Sop trying to bring home Rings?
2: Hey, bring home Rings. And listen, it, 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 as much as I get on Houston and, 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 and want to talk trash about Dallas and Fort Worth and North Texas, and I really want uh, the, the Southside sector to, 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 to have a repeat of the threesome. And, and, and sock to have a three-peat, and I think sock has a great chance of having a 3 Uh this, this weekend is historic. Saturday will be historic because uh, in, in Class 6A, all four coaches are black. You know, there will be a black coach who wins the championship in, in both classifications. And, and, and this is historic. First time in Class 6A, you got all four coaches black uh, have a chance to win titles. Uh, you know, you got Todd in and, and, and 5A who has a chance for a three-peat and, you know, and I got a column coming out of start Star Telegram that the new faces of the best of high school football in the state of Texas are black, and that's the story.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm writing one for Anscape uh, the centers around SAC uh, that will mention uh, DeSoto and Duncanville and uh, what's going on in the southern sector of Dallas as well as the state of Texas. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good stuff. All right, my man, we appreciate you.
2: All right, man, thank you guys. All right, you
0: that was Clarence E Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. I guess the E today stand for it, "Every Day's a Good Day."
1: <laughs> oh, everything uh, he said was legit. <laughs>
0: All right, I like that. I will take that. Everything he said was legit. Uh, he's brought to you each and every Friday by my friends at Smoky John's Barbecue. It's not my fault this week that the Jam Session Bowl did not get the crowd. I'm, n- I'm not blaming anybody. It's just kind of a circumstantial thing. That's not always been the case, but it was the case this week. Uh, and no. Once I found out that Big Joe and the Big Rig would refuse the jam session bowl if Newey Scruggs tasted it first, I was like, hey, easy killer. And I stood down and told Newey he would have to wait until I got my podcast partner uh, a jam session bowl. That's just the way it was going to be. And I told it with, uh, with no apologies. Like, hey, doc, this is just the way it's going to have to be. So until then, until my boy gets one, one of those bowls with that mac and cheese or mashed potato base followed by two smoked meats, usually brisket and sausage, or the double brisket, and then piled on top of that, all that stuff you find on the loaded baked potato, like cheese and bacon bits and chives and sour cream and butter and all that good stuff, then drizzled or drenched with sauce. Hey knew it. You just got to wait, bro. It's not personal. It's just what it is, man. And uh, he was okay with that. He was okay with that. And so that's how the uh, Jam Session Bowl sounds. That's what it is. It's love in your mouth. It is to live for. No one should go to the next... To uh, the pearly gates Without a little jam session bowl at least once in their life That's just the way I feel Now others can disagree But that's how I feel about it um, But it's delicious It says Smokey John's Barbecue 1820 West Mockingbird Go get you some love in your mouth um, They also have a special Going on this week uh, For the Christmas season Now my boy sent me a text about it And uh, normally I have this set up But I just remembered it So be patient with me Uh, Here it is. They got the uh, they got the holiday pack, two whole chickens, a slab of ribs, two sides, half a gallon each. One gallon of sweet tea or lemonade. Only one thirty nine ninety five. Now, you really can't beat that holiday pack. uh, You know, that'll take care of your family. That might be a Christmas gift. You know what I'm saying? It's delicious. Smokey John's barbecue. Try the holiday pack. You can give him a call 214-352-2752 214-352-2752 Or go to catering At SmokeyJohns.com And put your order in Now, nah, That's some love in your mouth right there That's what I say anyway But uh, Clancy Hill Jr. Brings it Every time he's on the show We always appreciate that But now let's go a little further Deeper dog Into the Into the matchup Of Sunday Which is Josh Allen Dak Prescott um, who's the better quarterback
1: right now? Dak. Dak is the better quarterback right now. Running his system, the balance in his system, <laughs> the way he, the, the way he's doing things. I think he's the better quarterback.
0: You know what's interesting to me? I was really trying to put some real thought into this, and you may be, you may have a deep, your your uh, your your memory bank for football is deeper than mine. Uh, I don't really remember, especially on the Cowboys team. A quarterback Changing his game so much During a season In terms of evolving during the season And kind of being a different kind of player During the season I've seen him come back from poor seasons And change their game Like remember that year Romo threw 19 picks And some of those were like Dog what the hell are you doing And then the next year he was like Nah no more And he went like 31 and 9 It was fantastic
1: I got a better example What's that? With the, the year that uh um, your boy had eighteen hundred yards rushing. Um, number twenty nine, De- DeMarco, Demarco Murray. That year, Tony was hurt. Remember his back, and remember he 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 couldn't feel his arm in space. So they kind of put him on a pitch count, and they ran Demarco Murray more. And Tony threw the ball, you know, twenty five, thirty times a game, and he was pretty good. He changed his game. You know what I'm saying? Whatever he threw, it was on the money that year.
0: All right, now that's, uh, that's you know what that was the year, that was the second year after what I'm talking about, and uh, you you make a good point because in the previous uh, f- three years before that, really the previous four years, he had 550 attempts. Then he was hurt one year. Then five twenty two, six forty eight, five thirty five, and that year they went twelve and three with him as a starter. He only threw 435 attempts. Yeah. And uh completed damn near seventy percent. He was sixty-nine point nine, uh, with thirty-four TDs and seven uh and uh nine interceptions. Uh averaging eight and a half yards in attempts. So he was busting your ass when he did throw the ball. When he threw uh, the
1: ball less, yeah. You, you yeah. Know. And that's
0: that's really one of those years we all disappointed by because that was that was, what, that was the day it should have been the catch where yep, the catch should have been the catch. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, no, that's a that's a good point. But he he evolved because now that I'm looking at the numbers uh, in 2012, he had 28 TDs, 19 picks. And some of them, like I said, were just like, what the hell are you doing, bro? And the next year he was 31 and 10. And the year you're talking about, he was 34 and nine. And the next year his career was over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because he got hurt. Dak took over. It was a wrap.
1: Yeah. That was probably the best team for him, too.
0: Well, actually, he got hurt in 2015, yeah. and then, you know, it's amazing how how his career just, like, it was gone yeah, uh, through injury, no fault of his own. Uh, and so, to the point of that is, it's really, really uh, fascinating to see just how much the game – because, again, these are things that happen in the offseason when you look at it, you reflect on it. They don't happen during the bye week where you go to talk to the coach and be like, hey, man. It ain't going to never be like this again. We need to change some things. And then the coach is down with it. Your teammates are down with it, the ones who matter most, uh, i.e., CD Lamb. And y'all get it fixed. And, uh, and instantly, almost, you look like a different player and you play like a different player. And so, you know, that's why I say San Francisco to me is still the best team. Now I was arguing with Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News the other day. And he likes to argue. So, you know, it's not a big deal. Oh,
1: you like to argue too, but go ahead. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You you arguing right now?
0: No, I like to have conversations. Okay. Calvin likes to argue. For example, I said, who you got in the game? He said, Buffalo. I said, okay, why? Just Buffalo. I said, dog, they need to prove to me that they can win a big game on the road. I don't believe in them yet. I said, dad, you ain't got to be all upset, dog. I just asked you why you thought they was going to win. Okay, I'm really just being a contrarian, but, I, you know, they need to win on the road. Okay, so you're really just being a contrarian. You don't really have no facts. You just, that's just your opinion, and you're entitled to that. So he likes to argue. But, uh, you know, the point of that was, you know, just talking about Dak and the offense, and he was just like, you know, they're they they, they they're different, but I just need to see him at different stages evolve. And that's, you know, I, I get it. Um but, you know, that's really the Cowboys curse, man. Until they win the championship, every time they do something, somebody will say, well, now they need to do this. and Now they need to do that, and the goalposts will be removed, or you'll get a check behind that box. And then somebody say, okay, but what about this box? And, uh, you know, that's just your plight in life until you win. And check this out, dog. I don't feel sorry for Dak for having that plight or the Cowboys because guess what? Dallas Mavericks had the same plight with Dirk until they won it. They were, you know, we didn't care. Hey, y'all been to the finals, you get beat in the first round, go win the championship, then we'll pay attention to you. Texas Rangers have had that thing for a minute. You know, they were bad, but before they were bad, they had a six-year stretch where they were contenders every year, and it was like, at a certain point, okay, call me when you get a title, because you get close, but you ain't close the deal. Uh, that's just kind of the nature of sports. So I took a look, dog, at the last eight games. Dak and uh, Josh. And uh, Dak, the last eight games, and I, can, I just looked at the numbers in a variety of uh, categories. Completion percentage, Dak, 69.3, Josh, 63.3. Now, and, you know, Dak, Dak has been throwing the ball down the field, so uh, these haven't been short completions. Dak, 305.5 yards a game, Josh, 255. How about this one, bro? Dak, 23 touchdowns, two interceptions, last eight games. Josh, 14-9. and nine. Uh, Dak, 118.5 passer rating. Josh Allen, 86.2. And let me tell you something, in today's NFL, that's bad. Uh, a lot of that is because he's throwing an interception in nine straight games, but that's a bad rating, passer rating number. Uh, yards per attempt, the Dak, 8.4, which is outstanding. Josh Allen, 6.8. This one uh, could be a difference-maker, and I was a little surprised at it. Sacks. Dak has been sacked 20 times in the last eight games, which is not an outrageous number, but it's a little high. Uh, Josh has been sacked nine, in part because he's such a mobile quarterback. Uh, Josh has rushed for 254 yards and seven touchdowns. Dak, 140 and two touchdowns. Uh, Cowboys have won five straight. Uh, Buffalo has won uh, three out of four. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That was backwards. Uh, where is Buffalo? Uh, they've only won two out of three, but their last one was a big one over Kansas City. Uh, you know, so we will uh, we'll see what they got, man, and see if they can uh, if they can put it together. But uh, you got to like the way Dak is playing right now. Uh, and dude, here's my bold statement. Because I've been trying to think about it, and for and I think the. Let me ask you this before I issue my bold statement. If you could just win one, just one, would you rather beat Buffalo or would you rather beat Miami? Buffalo. How come?
1: Because it's cold in Buffalo. It's a road game. And that that that's going, that, that's going to bode well for your future because you might have to go to Philly. And it's cold and it's a road game. Hostile environment. Miami means less because it's gonna be you know it's, it's Miami, but that <laughs> that 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 hostile environment in Buffalo, that weather, all of that stuff. You pull your team together. That's the that's the copy of the Philly game in in the weather, the hostile environment, and the style of play, because you're gonna be chasing a mobile quarterback regardless. I think it make a difference that that they just played Jalen Hurts, right, right, because they got to stay in their lane when they rush Josh Allen. Yeah, they they, they, they're not the same player. Like Todd was saying, he, he thought, uh, um, uh, Josh Allen would rush for a hundred yards. Well, is that design runs or just, is that off the bounce, off the scramble? Right. See what I'm saying? It's a difference. But you got to stay in your lane when you rush them guys. And I, I think they just they just they they contained uh, hurt Jalen Hurts last week, which is good. And I think they can do the thing same thing to Josh Allen. You know, maybe not. Maybe slow him down, but not stop him, but that's what I think. So here's a better win. I think the better win is the Buffalo win.
0: I'm with you on that. And uh, I think if uh, I think if they beat Buffalo, that uh, I think they'll get to the NFC Championship game. Uh, for the same reason that you said, I think it's a bigger deal to beat Buffalo. You know, Miami is kind of a finesse team, but Buffalo is a physical team. And, uh, you know, the team and the weather factor is important. And ultimately, for you to get by San Francisco, you're going to have to beat a physical team. And this is a good, you know, Buffalo's a really talented team. And, uh, you know, you know, Buffalo can still make a run this year because the AFC is wide open. And they got Superman and quarterback. It's just depending on which one shows up on a given week. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right with that. I think Buffalo's the one you want to get. And uh, to me... It's uh, it's gonna be real interesting. Dak uh, outplays him. It's another uh, it's another uh, peg in terms of trying to get to that MVP by winning games because that's the only way you get there, man. Uh, I was talking to the to my content guy this morning, and we were about uh, uh, you know MVP talk, MVP talk, and I was like, basically at the end of the day, it don't really matter because how he plays over the next month will determine whether he's gonna be the MVP. Uh, you know, you don't have to sit here and try to guess and figure it out. the The story will be told, and it will all be revealed to us. And here's what I think, man. I don't even think it's gonna be that complicated. I think it'll be very clear uh, whether he's the MVP or not, uh, based on how he plays in the next four games. And I think Dallas has to go three and one during that stretch. Like I said, I don't expect them to go four and zero during that stretch. But if if they lost, if they won this one, lost a shootout to Miami, and then beat uh, Detroit, I got no problem going three and one. And uh you know, and feeling good about yourself heading into uh, Washington for that final game and then the start of the playoffs. The way the
1: way them teams are playing that we all talked about, they could win them all. Is is it's crazy how we talk about the way the way a couple of weeks changed things, but Miami just went down to Tennessee. You know, um uh, Detroit went lost to uh Green, I mean the the, the Bears. I mean, if them teams keep playing like they're playing, which they might not, but Cowboys could win them all.
0: They could. I think it's uh, nah. They could definitely win them all.
1: It's possible. Well, we didn't think it was possible, and you are correct in saying, hey, if they lose one, it's okay. We didn't think that, but that's the fluidity of sports right there.
2: That's nah, the whole nah, thing, nah.
1: right there. It's like well, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, what a month ago they, they got the head caved in by San Francisco, and all was done. And now yeah. you know we go on a run, and those other teams seem like they kind of not you know where they look strong. What happened to Miami with the seventy points? Well, right. to that team, so they stoppable after all. You know they can be stopped yeah. after all. You know well, you gotta think, uh, play. You gotta play good in this league.
0: No, I think the issue, and this is just me. Uh, Your boy Like the reason I mean It's a It's not It's not just To me it's not just a matchup Of of you got these teams That you have to play It's you just had An emotional win Over Philadelphia Now you got to get up again To go play Buffalo And then there's Miami And then at some point During that stretch Human nature You can't get it up Unless you got a Viagra or something Every time You're dealing with that I mean, it just felt like I should <laughs> throw that in there right there.
1: Yeah, you might not you, you might not need to do you might not need to do a lot of things you feel like doing. We might wanna, you know, temper that, but all right. Nah,
0: but you know what I mean, dog. So nah, every you got four tough games in a row, four times times you gotta get emotionally up to play. And we've seen the NFL, man, it's hard to get up every week. And that's why you know, and Clarence was right when he said you know Buffalo is a desperate team, yeah. and the Cowboys have a desperation level. But I would submit to you that Buffalo's desperation is a little bit higher because of the way everything is bunched in the AFC. I and, think. Uh,
1: um, I think the Cowboys. I'm 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 on a I'm on a going line. And say I'm a believer. I think that leadership is stepping out. I think it's coming. I think it's coming forth. <laughs> I think you okay. got you got your boy twenty one, Gilmore. You right. got ninety, who was already right. a leader. But now Gilmore is you know when he showed when he did what against the Eagles, he right. showed what kind of leader he, he was already, you know helping people in the secondary. But when he stepped up like that again, right? Uh, it's pretty good. And then <clears throat> Dak, Dak is believing in what he's doing, and 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 <laughs> it's funny because you talked about the twenty sacks. Right. Just imagine if he trusted the offensive line, how many times he'd have got hit already? Because he knows that right, the right. right tackle gonna give it up. And Dak, <laughs> Dak is already he's already ready to shake and bake when that ball is snapped. He already <laughs> he already know that that the right tackle ain't playing mm-hmm. right. And see, that was part of the problem earlier in the in the year that he trusted them guys, and he was standing there and he was getting tore up. You know, and now it's like I I know. I bet Dak stretched a little harder before the game because he know <laughs> he, he got to get up out of there, you know. Because think about the sack against Seattle where the guy had him in the grasp. Everybody's like, "Oh, Terrence still Starr- played well against Seattle." No, he didn't. Dak was just on. Dak was just on one, right, right. And, and he's on one every game. So I think I think it's hard to hard to hard to do a letdown when you know. All right, if I let down, if I don't play my best, we ain't winning. That's where I got pissed off with Cam Newton and the game manager stuff. You know,
0: come on, man. Well, I think it's a uh, – uh, I'm just about there in terms of I think this is a different Cowboys team for the mm-hmm. reasons I express. I think they have a different mentality. And here's – I just figured out a way to say it. I think the difference is, to me, they're really trying to prove something to themselves, which is different than I'm trying to shut you haters up. Mm-hmm. It's different when you're trying to prove something to yourself. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like it at the gym. Sometimes when you go to the gym by yourself as opposed to with a group, if you work out with people, uh, okay, I'm going to see if I can do this weight or I'm going to do this workout or I'm going to do these pull-ups because I ain't really been able to really do them But you're proving something to yourself, and so your intensity is different. Well, when you focus go to the different. gym,
1: you go to the gym and you start watching other people work out. Yeah, that's that's where you that's where you kind of lose your focus because then you be like, oh well, damn he 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 a little stronger than me, you know all this. Now nah, you gotta go in there and pump it for you. You gotta do it for you.
0: Yeah, you got to lift your weight, as we yep. like to say. You gotta yep. get caught up. Even your workout partners, you can't get caught up when they doing. You got to right. do what you do. Right. Right. Uh, to get the most out of it. Matter of fact, I told been, my. It's
1: been a while, but I remember that
0: stuff. Yeah, and I told my boy yesterday uh, we were working out, and uh, we were doing a back row machine. And I was getting a rep. I was like, "Dog, it's too heavy. I can't get the full rep." So the fact that I'm pulling it is great, but I want the full rep. So take this this forty five off, put this twenty five on, and let me get this full rep. And then maybe three weeks from now, I could pull this with these four plates on it, and I could feel like a grown ass man. Well,
1: that's that. You know? That's that. That's that old man in you saying, "I don't want to get injured trying to do what he's doing." Well, that too. Yep. I'm not gonna that's, get injured. That's right. Yeah. Ain't got smart. time that's, for that. That's pretty Ain't smart, got time right. for that. I'm yeah, oh, not,
0: dog. I quit being Jim humbled like 20 years ago. Roger that. Uh, for real. Because don't forget, I'm the guy who on the fitness test did a half a push up. Not a full one. Not three quarters of one.
1: On what fitness test?
0: That my trainer was giving me.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Half a push up, dog. So I've been at the bottom. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's move on to the block, bro. To the block. I don't know why this music is so soothing to me.
1: <laughs> it's all right. It ain't that soothing. It don't put you to sleep, but it's, it's no. It's, it's good. soothing. Yeah, it's, it's,
0: good. it's not sleep music. It just puts me in a relaxed state. I feel good whenever I listen to it, which is funny because I was not a big Welcome Back Kotter fan. I thought if it was too it was too silly a show for me, which is one reason I don't see a lot of comedies because I don't like slapstick. I like uh, I like intelligent comedy. Well, uh-huh. welcome, anyway, back, I'm not Carter.
1: welcome back Carter was always coupled with Barney Miller. So,
0: and I didn't like um, Barney Miller either. And I was probably too young for Barney for Barney Miller's humor, yeah. that's probably above my head.
1: Well, that's like Mass. Mass, Mass, I, I couldn't stand Mass when I was younger.
0: I could get that. And
1: then later on, yeah, you know, and when you rerun that stuff, a lot of those shows became my favorites, you know, pretty good shows.
0: I could see MASH now Like I didn't like MASH as a kid either That was too much adult humor over my head I would never get that Then when you throw the war in there And the political statements they was making on the slide That was way too much for me Although my mother used to like it Which is why I was watching it Because she was watching it Yeah Uh, I had a great time this week Uh, My son turned 20 Which is a big big number to me You know 18 is a big number This is just me 18 is a big number. 20 is a big number because you hit that second decade, and all them times you tried to kill yourself as a five, six, seven, and eight year old. You were clearly unsuccessful. 21 uh, is a big number. Then, just to me, your next big number is 25, and then 30. And then you start hitting them decade big numbers, not the mid somewhere. That's just me. So, 20 was a big number, and uh, I got a little fortunate. I got involved in a uh, one of my boys I don't know if he wants it out there, so for once, I would use some discretion, and I put his name out there
1: yeah, for once
0: <laughs> I, 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 dog, I took responsibility for yeah, once, yeah, because you know I'll put your business out there in a minute,
1: yeah, you do, uh, and uh, you did, and you will,
0: and you know why I do that, man you don't need to because the, hey man, the show is family and not. so I'd like to share I'd like to share with the family what's up sometimes and treat people like family by telling them. Stuff we would say if we was hanging out at by the family telling dinner they, table. By
1: telling their business, you're going to treat them like family.
0: Yeah. Family tell you business all the time. Then they talk about, oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood that. I'm sorry that now that whole family know.
1: They don't broadcast it over the airways. You know what? Let me get out the way.
0: Thank you. Appreciate you, way. dog. Go ahead. I wonder how long it would take you to figure that out. Yeah, but um, I'm
1: trying to save you from <laughs> you. That's what I'm trying to do. But So right,
0: what happened is my boy got season tickets to the Mavericks. He's got great seats, and he sent out an email, uh, and he mentioned it. Maybe that's what he did. He said, hey, every year I do this with a few people because I'm not going to all the games. He said, so if you would like to, two tickets and a parking pass is whatever it is, $200. Uh, That's how much it costs every game. So if you would like to buy some of these games, let me know. And uh, I'll include you in the lottery. And how the lottery works, there's a point to this. How the lottery works is uh, he gets all the people who say, yeah, I want to be a participant. And what you do is you take the 41 Dallas Maverick games and you just rank them in your personal importance. You know, these are the tickets I want the most, the second most, the third most, and so on and so forth. And then when everybody has submitted their list, based on seniority, who's been doing this the longest with him, it's like a draft. And so I was fortunate. I got four of my five picks that I that I selected as the games I most wanted to attend. One of those just happened to be the Lakers game. And uh, it just happened to be the day after my dude's birthday. And so I had told him, uh, and I did all of this in September, I think, or whenever the schedule, whenever the tickets became available. And I had told him, hey, I got your birthday gift. Uh, make sure uh, I said, but it's uh, I need you the day after your birthday, so don 't schedule anything at night now he didn 't put two and two together, which is good, uh, and so we went to the Lakers game yesterday or uh, whenever they played Tuesday, and had a blast, man. <clears throat> we took an Uber over to the game, the seats were fantastic, and uh, what else could you want from a from a uh, experience like that, man, than for Luca? To go like 33 17 and 8. For uh, LeBron to go like 38 and 6. For Anthony Davis to go 34 and 10 or whatever he did. For Tim Hardaway to score 30. For a guy like Dante Exum to go 7 of 9 on threes and score 26. And the Mavericks win. If you're a Mavericks fan, Dante and he's a, Exum, damn. And he's a Mavericks fan. And uh, at the end of the game, man, we're talking, and he goes, uh, hey, this was a great game, Dad. I said, man, this was I said, yeah, because all the superstars showed up and showed out. Luka made a couple of fantastic passes. He made one shot, and I can't really even describe it, man, but he came down the middle, backed out, did some kind of half-parouette, step back three over LeBron and Anthony Davis at the same time. It was incredible. And then a lot of y'all saw that pass he made, because I think it made sports in the top 10 where he's down on the baseline and literally put the ball behind the dude's head and with one hand pushed it out to the three point line. And I think Exum made a three. Uh, so he was phenomenal. And, uh, you know, but uh, the point of this is it was, uh, uh, and me and my son like to do this, it was a great time just hanging out with him at a game. Because, obviously, he played football most of his life growing up. He played AAU basketball for three years, played a couple years, <clears throat> and uh, played both years in middle school. And then when he got to high school, decided uh, he was going to focus on football and see if he could make it happen. Uh, but we've always enjoyed going to games together, man. And so uh, I find he'd been to a lot of games by himself because, you know, i had always had some access to tickets. And so I would take him with me sometimes and take his boys and say, hey, y'all sit here watch the game don't move and i'll check on you off and on uh but that man told me that was the first time he had sat down and watched the basketball game from start to finish uh since he'd been going to him which I, I said what do you mean he said well you know just really watching the game and watching how the players move and, and all that kind of stuff as opposed to you know getting distracted just you know on my phone or whatever i said oh okay i get it and it just reminded me of uh how much i enjoyed um, Going to games with him, like we went to a Rangers game earlier this year. Uh, we went to Ohio State's national championship game. I think we went to the Cotton Bowl when they played maybe USC a few years ago. But uh, one of my favorite things to do is to is to share the game experience with him. Uh, we watched Ohio State Michigan together, you know, because we watched the game. Thankfully, the same way, which is we don't say a lot. We talk a little bit about strategy. We have those conversations of. Uh, we were talking about the Ohio State game We were like, Doug, at some point Somebody got to go make a play Who's it going to be? Who you think is capable And so we had those kind of conversations But uh, as they get older, man um, And I think I said this before When they're young Or at least for me It was easy to build a relationship And do what you're going to do with your kids And hang out and enjoy them you know, then they hit that high school age and you're like, huh, how do we vibe? How do we fit in? How do you maintain that, that same close relationship? And then as they get older, it becomes even more, how do you do it? And so we kind of do it between watching games, uh, working out from time to time together, at least talking about what kind of workouts we're doing. Uh, once a week, I get a text on, uh, how long do I cook this in the air fryer? Or he'll ask for an air fryer recipe. Uh, And so, you know, for me, it's all about trying to maintain a connection because as they get older, they get girlfriends, they get friends, they eventually get wives, they get families. And uh, you no longer become the the focal point of their life. And so you always kind of want to have a relationship with your kids. And so, you know, it's always trying to evolve and maintain. And uh, I think uh, for as long as I'm still here, we'll find a way to go to a game here and there. And uh, and enjoy it Like uh, we're going to Buffalo To hang out with my dad And we're going to the game And I've been debating all week Do I need to go to the game? Do I need to go to the press box And watch the game And do what I do? Do I need to not go to either So I can do the podcast After the game? And so uh, You know I kind of figured out What I'm going to do But I should probably tell Big John the Big Rig Before I tell y'all Otherwise I get a lecture About how I'm telling all the business Before I, before I reveal it to him But you know, I could reveal it to him, and then we would get a true opinion of how what he thinks about it. Because you know, uh, I don't know if y'all know. Just like Dak has evolved in the offense, Big John the Big Rig has evolved. Y'all notice he don't mind cussing anymore. Y'all notice he don't hold back talking about me badly Y'all notice that Y'all notice that He's feeling feeling very comfortable with him And that's good (laughs) I have spent the first month trying to tell him Just be yourself dog You don't have to be different Just be yourself And finally he's himself Y'all notice how short he is with me How he expresses himself now I've been waiting to get this I've been waiting to get this And here it is
1: You, You just went through all of that Talking about your boy Yeah buddy And it was all good Yeah, and you jacked up the last part because I don't. I think you might do. You you don't want this smoke I got for you. You don't want. You don't want it, dog. I'm just telling you. Ain't ain't about evolving. You know, it's about you getting your ass out the way. You know what I'm saying? Because you was in the way the first month on this show. That's what what I'm saying? See what I'm
0: talking about? See what I'm talking about? You was
1: asking and answering questions. You know, and I'm like, what what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with that? See, you done (laughs) dropped something now. Be still, dog. You know? What are we talking about here? what yeah, I'm saying, hey, 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 you could have left me out of that whole thing. And it's only one person on this show that like to drop that MF. And I keep trying to get what you talking stop about doing I that. I talk
0: about a twelve the cuss word, man.
1: I know. And I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. You know. I love that. I appreciate you I appreciate you toning that down. But see, hey, you could have left me out that whole thing, right? I was I was getting warm and fuzzy feelings right there. <laughs> but I right, then you know, I'm, I'm sitting there going, all right, then, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
0: uh, but that's, uh, that's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, so, uh, anyway, I'm, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens this weekend. But uh, we're going to watch the Bills game some way, shape, or form. And, uh, you know, he was looking forward to it, dog. I don't know about your sons, man, in this respect. Were they Cowboys fans growing up?
1: Yeah. Most definitely.
0: All right. Did they uh, stay Cowboys fans?
1: Yeah, we we when we used to watch games together, especially coming up, uh, I was teaching them the game. And then, right, right, like, right. Like my oldest son was a corner at first, and we talked. You know, my thing was when the ball was snapped, what is that? What coverage is that? Did the corner bail? Did he press? Did he move to the side? So we get a little more technical with right, the right. game and stuff. I think the. Uh, one of the best games we ever went to was when we went you got us some tickets to the uh cotton bowl, I think it was Army in uh North Texas. Who knew? And, and it was pretty good in because uh, he was a running back by then. And
2: right. a lot of
1: times he would be pissed off because a guy would take the wrong angle or you know, he should have bounced the kick up kick return on the inside. Right. And then North Texas kept firing that damn cannon. <laughs> now I'm sitting on the Army side. Right. And every time they fire that cannon, about thirty thousand people jump. You know, <laughs> <side>. <laughs> they need to point that thing somewhere else when they score a touchdown. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah, we we went we we went to games and stuff like that, and we broke down stuff like that, and it was more um, more of a technical side because they had an easel and we was drawing plays up on that for a long time. Is that right? Oh yeah. Well, that's why you know that's why he became a good player.
0: Yeah. Well, we we. Uh uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is uh, you know, I, I was thinking about it the other day because uh, we've been to a lot of games lately, uh, just through circumstance and happenstance. Uh, because we watched, uh, we went to the Lakers game the other day, obviously. Then we went to uh, watch Desoto and South Lake last weekend, and the weekend before that, we were at uh, Desoto and whoever they played to get to uh, the South Lake matchup. Um. Uh, you know, and then I was thinking back to, uh, you know, one of the things I did to, with him as a kid, man, I need to ask him how much he remembers about this, is I got him, his favorite player growing up was uh, Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, one of them big seven foot wall stickers in his room of Kevin Durant when he's with the Thunder. And uh, when they played the uh, Cavs in the finals, I got tickets and we drove up to Oklahoma City and spent the night. And watched uh, watched that game at the finals, uh, and I thought that was a cool experience. But I think he was about seven, and so I need to text him today and see if he remembers what he remembers from that trip, if anything.
1: Well, one of the things that you're talking about is uh, my experience was for a long time I was the teacher. Yeah. And then once he got once he got high school, still the teacher. Right. Once he got to college, and it became kind of his job to play football. Now we on the same level, pretty much. Now right, we right. now we looking at the game a whole different way, and I don't. We not arguing about it, but we discussing. Hey, this is what I think happened on that. This is what I think happened right, right. on that. And the guy should have blocked on that. It just be one of them things like that. So you know, it was. Uh, it's, it's pretty. It's, it's a pretty good thing when they when they when they learn what you teaching.
0: You know the worst thing I taught him. We used to play college football all the time, and I taught that dude. I said hey man You ain't gotta throw the ball Every play Run the ball some Hey When you see these two safeties Lined up And it's too deep You can't throw the ball deep You gotta throw it underneath Uh duh. It took about a month For them lessons to sink in A month after that I told him I, w- I wasn't playing them In college football no more Cause it wasn't fun
1: Yeah Well they get They, they get They get like that Kids Yeah Kids get like For most definitely both I definitely. went
0: from whipping his ass and having fun to that joker whipping my ass about three times in a row. So I knew it wasn't a fluke. I'm like, "Hey man, I'm done with you." It's like the last time I beat him in basketball, it was yeah. like ten to nine. I was like, "I'm good, man. Yeah, we don't need to play no more. I'm gonna go out on. I'm gonna be like Elway. I'm gonna go out with this title right here." Yeah. But uh, that's a that's, that, uh,
1: uh, that's them fighting. Well, them fighting games too. I quit playing them now. To damn... damn sports games uh, 2k no Madden, i kill everybody but the 2k and the fighting games with all that fast twitch hand stuff yeah man yeah no i i I only win fighting games on christmas eve or christmas that i gotta go back to work and come back they be killing me so i quit (laughs) i quit playing boxing fighting all that stuff yeah they're pretty good at that my youngest son do tournaments with that stuff now
0: Mm. um so that's our trip around the block this week, man. Fathers and sons and watching games. It's a good thing. It's a good thing.
1: Oh, and trying to trying to blow Big Joe up. Big Joe ain't gonna get blowed up, dog. That, dog. I, I do the blowing up, dog.
0: See, see how you brought that up. I was done with that, man. Nah, you done, brought that no, up. Not, you can't be you done. You brought that with
1: it. up. How you gonna be done with some <laughs> stuff? You brought it up. <laughs>
0: Please, come on, man. All right, dog. Uh let's get out the block, man. You being honoring now. Really? <laughs> See, I told y'all I don't be making this stuff up. They can hear it for themselves, man. Yeah, they, they,
1: they, they hear you low key trying to talk shit. That's what they hear. No man hey, hey, I, 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 I ain't no, low key. I'm not man. low key nothing, but I got you.
0: <laughs> I got you. Uh let's uh, I thought uh we should spend just a little bit of time. It seemed to only make sense just a little bit on, uh, you know, like if the Cowboys are playing the Bills and they don't play them often. Every four years they play them. Every eight years they play them in Dallas. It just seemed like we should discuss at least briefly the two Super Bowls that they played because I can't really get over them. I mean, that's how that's how that's why they're connected. And they were always connected to me. Why? Because I grew up a Buffalo Bills fan. And you got to understand how this went, man. So I love I have loved football. Uh, it's the only sport I remember loving from the from the jump from the time I was a little kid. I liked basketball, but football was always my thing. And uh, I was a Buffalo Bills fan because I lived in Buffalo because both my parents were doing their doctoral work. I remember my grandfather showing up because my parents were both from Nashville. So I was spending the summer in Nashville, and my grandfather showed up unannounced, unexpected, with an electric football set with oh, the yeah. Chiefs and the Colts. Oh yeah. And uh I played that thing till I couldn't play it no more. I was playing and I was about six then. I played electric football probably till I was 14. I had I still have them in my garage somewhere reams of stats from the games I used to keep at one point I had 28 teams uh you I had,
1: did, did you put the player's name on there
0: okay you know this this is um you know I, I put the numbers on there occasionally I took the liquid paper and put the wristbands on there yep but I was not going to the telephone book Yep, cut some him of y'all out. don't. Some of y'all don't know what the telephone book is, but I was not going to the telephone book, getting an exacto knife, cut the cutting the name up, out, and putting the name on the back of the jersey. It's I all just, about
1: I, all about dedication, dog. Right. All about well, I, well, see.
0: But did you sing the national anthem before your game?
1: No, I sing okay. the national anthem now. But go ahead. Yeah,
0: but but I sang national anthem before the game, and I had the stats, man, and you know we had all time leading rushers, and you know we got down with it like that. Oh yeah. Um, so I've loved football forever And so when you talk about the Super Bowl So they were uh, There was uh, So I moved to Dallas in 75 You gotta understand Buffalo had really pretty much sucked Growing up The only thing good about him Was O.J. Simpson And the electric company The offensive line mm, with Joe, turned Joe on Joe
1: Ferguson Joe Ferguson Joe Cribbs. Yeah well, Joe Cribbs,
0: t- Joe Cribs was the 80s Yeah uh, Joe team. Ferguson was the 70s and the 80s hmm uh, but, you know, so that's what I grew up with So you get to Dallas in 1975 as a dirty dozen they go into the Super Bowl against Pittsburgh It wasn't hard to change allegiance And say, oh, I'm now Buffalo I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan I like the Bills too They don't never play each other They're in two different conferences I can rock like that um, And so the Super Bowl was kind of bittersweet Because, you know, my dad's season ticket holder uh, Since 1987 So his team is in the Super Bowl So he's all ha- happy and hyped and the thing about these Super Bowls is when Thurman Thomas and the Bills take that 7 0 lead in Super Bowl 27, you are thinking, like, oh, this K gun is a different beast. And uh, it's going to be a problem today. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Cowboys uh, scored that touchdown from Novacek across the middle. And then Jimmy Jones, y'all remember the play. Uh, who was that? Haley or Ken Norton hit the quarterback? ball pops up in the air and Jimmy Jones gets it. But I think a lot of people forget, man, the score was 14-10 in the second quarter until Michael Irvin catches those two touchdown passes in, like, the last uh, few minutes of the first half, and it took it from 14-10 to 28-10, and then the blowout ensues uh, with the famous picture. To me, there's two memories from that game. To me, visual memories. What are yours? Or let me say it like this: I think there's two iconic visual memories from that from that from that game. Uh, what do you think they are? Troy
1: Aikman with the number one finger up. Yes, sir. And, uh, I just remember them. I think it's the game. It might have been the next game, but one of them games, Emmitt ran the ball seven straight
0: times. No, that's the other game. Yeah. So, the, so the ones from the, from the Super Bowl 27 is Troy throwing that 45 yard pass, touchdown pass to Alvin Harper running down the field with his index finger up. Troy said it at the time. He says it today. The only time he ever put his index finger up to say we're number one, uh, and it's kind of a, it's kind of, it is an iconic moment. And then Leon lit, um, fumbling the ball at the end. Uh, you know when it looked like it would have been fifty-nine to seventeen, yeah. and they didn't get it. And and the hustle from from Don Beebe, even at the end of a of a blowout in the Super Bowl, in your most, in your biggest moment of professional despair. You still hustling at the end, uh, in the, on a play that in the big picture doesn't matter.
1: Shadron State's Don Beebe. I played against Don Beebe in college.
0: Oh, see, tell us about that. What do you remember from that game?
1: It was cold as hell, and uh, <laughs> we was at Shadron State, and every blade of grass, every blade of grass, had was a was its own icicle.
0: Where's Shadron State?
1: It's in I think it's North East Nebraska. I know it took us. It took us ten hours by bus to go across Nebraska. I think
0: you were coming from Peru State.
1: Yeah, yeah. Did y'all win? I don't remember. I just remember it being cold. I don't remember, but <laughs> I think we did win. I just, I just remember it being cold. I remember sliding on the grass in the mud, and you? Uh, you know, pretty soon the field turns into slush, like like mud slush. It's it's, it's cold as shit. Right. Um,
0: did, you, did you play well?
1: I played all right. I rotated. So it was all right. I was I froze my ass off mostly.
0: Right. Um
1: what uh what I remember about Buffalo, I thought we was gonna talk about all four, but uh I know we ran out of time, but uh I remember the first game when they played the Giants, I was in basic, basic training and I remember Whitney Houston singing the national anthem. All right. And being in a room with a dog on nineteen inch T V with about forty five people. Right, right. And uh, just, just the patriotism was at an all-time high. And uh, that's just what I remember when you talk about Buffalo and the Super Bowl, her coming out singing the national anthem and a bunch of guy, bunch of young guys in the room watching the Super Bowl. I had guard duty halfway through. But, uh, yeah, that's what I remember. Then the next year, watching them play uh, Washington in a similar situation in a doggone tent freezing my ass off in Korea. Mm. And uh, about 50 guys watching the 19-inch TV. And you couldn't move the whole game because if you move, you lose.
0: <laughs> You're not getting your spot back.
1: So you didn't drink nothing. You didn't eat nothing. You didn't want to have to go to the bathroom. So you sat there the whole Super Bowl. I know I did. I was numb when I got through watching that game. Mm. But that's what I remember about them Super Bowl. Uh,
0: what I remember about them as a totality is that uh, – I was rooting hard for Buffalo in the first one because I loved the K-Gun. I loved Thurman Thomas. I loved Jim Kelly. I loved the offense. Uh, The Giants were the arch enemy anyway. Uh, And so I felt really bad. And then I wanted my dad's team to win. And I felt really bad that they missed that field goal at the end. Uh, Scott Norwood. uh, I was rooting
1: for the Giants because Everson Walls was on that team. I feel that. I yeah, that's that. that yeah, but I did I did like the K Gun. Who did if you're a true football fan, you gotta like that offense, man.
0: Uh they, they was that, cold. Oh, no, they was they was they was straight. But Kenneth Davis was there. Yep. Uh there was no relief when Kenneth Davis came in and you know, the receivers with Andre Reed. I mean it was it was a sensational James offense. Loftin. Yeah. Uh but your boy slowed the game down, they won it. And that – and, and this is why I feel bad because people talk about, uh, you know, the Bills, they lost four in a row and blah, 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 That was the only time they were the better team. And that's why they needed to win that one because the other three, they were not the better team. Yeah. Uh, you know, that Washington team was terrific. Two Cowboy teams were obviously terrific. And so they just ran in. I mean, they like some of those teams that ran into the Bulls in a heyday where you should have had a title and the other teams were just, were just better. Uh, and so, uh, and then you know, we wrap it, it was wrapping up talking about that last Super Bowl and Super Bowl 28 uh, with against Buffalo, they were down at halftime 13 to 6. Uh, they looked out of sync, you know, Buffalo had lost three in a row, and Buffalo's like, We got to get one, and then that's when they came in and started that second half with, Hey, we finna put this thing on, uh. They they got back in the game because James Washington picked up that fumble and made that sensational return for a touchdown. And then they forced a punt, and then the next possession, that's when they went Emmitt left, Emmitt right, Emmitt up the middle, seven straight carries. We're going to punish you yes. physically, emotionally. Yes. We're going to take your soul right here on this drive. And that's what they did. And uh, they went up 20 to 13. Watched. You can see Buffalo go, here we go again. And uh, they ended up with a 30 to 13 win. Back to back Super Bowl champs. Uh, obviously, ended up winning three out of four, which nobody. It was unprecedented at the time, and nobody did until uh, New England won three out of four uh, in the early aughts But uh, that was the drive of a lifetime with Emmitt Smith. Yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, yeah all time kind of, drive. Yeah, that kind
0: of cemented his legacy there. Obviously, he was a leading rusher and all these other things. He had a Super Bowl, but that drive right there. Man. What
1: about the What about the the game where he hurt his shoulder against the Giants? Was that the same year? That was uh, the play. Remember the playoff game where he hurt no, his shoulder. I, they was they was they was trying to help him up, and he was still balling.
0: Yeah, I remember that. In my book, uh, Dallas Cowboys in the game of our, game of their lives, where I talked to everybody, every player uh, who matters really, and the best game ever played for the Cowboys. That's the game Emmett chose as the one that yeah. uh, mattered the most to him. Yeah, you can f- you can find that book on Amazon too. It's, one, only about, yeah. it's only about $10 these days.
1: That's one tough son of a gun right there. Did that, did that book go to audio or not?
0: You know what? There is an audio book for that. Okay. Because uh, I redid it with a chapter for, on uh, Jason Whitten, And When I redid the chapter, another company bought the rights and uh, they did an audio book on that. That's so, good to uh,
1: know right there. There you go. Yeah. That, that'd probably be the way I'd, I'd listen to it, probably. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. Well, this, is, uh, this has been a, a fun show. Real fun show. Remember, uh, we're always presented by Greening Law. Uh, Dion Sanders, Coach Prime, and The Making of Men uh, is available wherever you buy your bookstores. I mean, wherever you buy your books. If you can afford a bookstore, you can certainly afford the book. Uh, it's on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, walmart.com. Like I said, you can find it if you're looking for it. And remember, follow me on Twitter. I'm at JJT Journalist. I am Jean Jacques Taylor. Easy to find. And uh, until we chat again, you guys be blessed.